Hey folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. New West. New West Radio Productions. New West Radio Productions. Weebly.com. We're here, folks. We're here. We do what we do <laughs> because we can. I don't I don't really think there's any other way to explain it. We're here. We do what we do because we can, you know, is and, and questions arise throughout our, <laughs> our existence in this life experience. Questions arise. And one of the questions I, I was uh, looking on uh, Facebook this morning and one of my friends uh, had Something really astounding to to say. Absolutely astounding. And I knew some of this, but I saw it from a different perspective. I saw it from my friend's perspective. And this is really, really good. And let me preface it by saying we all have our varying opinions and views of what we would determine to be God. Okay. So I want to preface, I'm going to read this uh, because I think that it, it does say a lot, but again, it's from a, it's from someone's perspective and we all have different perspectives. My friend says, I want to mention something about the spirituality debate. You don't believe in God? Fine. I'm not one to judge because I'm not the judge. Why is it so important for some to mock those of us who do? If we're wrong, what have we lost when we die? Nothing. How does our believing in Jesus bring any harm? You think it makes me stupid, gullible? Fine. How does that affect you? I would rather live my life believing in God and serving him and then find out I was right rather than not believing in him and not serve him and then find out I was wrong. But then it's much too late. He said, deny me in front of your friends and I will deny you in front of my father. That was Matthew chapter 10 verses 33 through 35. And my friend goes on to say, he's coming back, the greatest man in history, who had no servants, yet they called him a master. Who had no degree, yet they called him a teacher. He had no medicine, yet they called him a healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. Who won no military battles, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. His name is Jesus Christ. If you're not ashamed, copy this to your page. I will never be ashamed. And this is what my friend says. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've given to me. I love you. Now, again, let me say, spirituality is a personal thing. It encompasses, it's like an umbrella, it, 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 it's there. There's a lot of, you know, things coming off of that 
moniker. It's like so many different things under the umbrella of spirituality. You have pagans, you have witches or Wicca. You know, it's, when when you think of a witch, you think of a green-eyed, mold-nosed <laughs> old hag. But that's not true. If you've studied it for years like I have, studied various religions and various concepts, you'll see. It's more exaggeration than it is anything else. But the funny thing is, is that people have this idea that with more interpretations, you're going to get more of the answers. No, no you're not. <clears throat> no, you're not. You're going to get more confused. <laughs> you're going to... You're going to be more, you're going to question more. You're going to be more, you know, apt to sit back going, really? Seriously? You know? <laughs> so there is a lot. Okay. And if you uh, understand spirituality, you then begin to believe that all of these quote-unquote labels, whatever you want to name those labels, really don't matter, okay? It, it really doesn't matter. Now, <clears throat> I understand that a lot of people would just zealously believe something and, you know, all that. But I'm going to say this and ask you this question, actually. And that is, why do you have your blinders on? Hmm? <clears throat> Excuse me. You horse people know what I'm talking about. You people who race horses know what I'm talking about. Why do you have, <clears throat> excuse me, blinders on? Why do you dismiss everything else other than what is, you know, what this book says, you know, and whatever? Why? To me, it doesn't make any sense. Because if you look at the whole aspect of spirituality, You'll begin, and of course use your intuition, that would be the gift of discernment if you, if you want to go that route. It's your intuition, your natural born energy that is connected with everything in the universe and everything in front of you. When that comes up <clears throat> and moves you to keep walking down that path to understand who you truly are, you're going to find the answers. And it's not going to be in some narrow-minded, you know, <laughs> blinded faith. It really isn't. I spent close to 20 years in three different churches in Stockton, California and Lodi, California. And I can tell you right now that as many churches as I went to that I was part of, that was one aspect. But, see, I didn't stop there. A friend of mine was going to church in Stockton where I grew up. And so I went to him for, you know, I went to his work. He worked at a church. He was head custodian over at a church. And him and I had lunch almost 
<laughs> almost twice a week, three times a week. We used to, because him and I went to high school together. And I'd sit down and I'd question him. I'd talk to him. And we'd talk. We, he wouldn't be trying to push his, you know, belief on me. And I wouldn't be trying to push it, my belief on him. We talked. And we had lunch. And we enjoyed our, you know, time together. And it was great. And I learned a great deal from it. But I also talked to other people in other churches. And I also had my own experiences in various other, let's just say, eclectic religions. And that's how you learn. You don't push yourself or just pop yourself on this one path, put your blinders on and say, nothing is ever going to steer me from this path. Um, if you don't start looking around, you're never going to learn anything. You know, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know how else to put it. You really have to put yourself in a position where, you know, number one, you're vulnerable and number two, you know full you know full well that when you do put yourself in that position, you are going to be fearful. Now, when I say fearful, I'm not saying, you know, scared like you're watching a midnight horror movie or something. But scared, but fearful in this in this way of appreciating what is there that you don't want to lose it or yet you also don't want to be inundated with its presence to the point of <laughs> having massive anxiety. You don't just, you don't want to do that. You have this appreciation for life. When I wake up every morning, I put my feet on the floor and I'm grateful my eyes opened and I'm grateful. <laughs> okay. Every single day. Because from the time I was 12 years old to the time I was about 27, 28. Yeah. I can tell you a whole story of that time. I had my first spiritual experience at eight years old. And for a long, long time, Decades, couple of decades, in fact, went through some horrific things. And it was all because of me, because I wanted to, I wanted to live without having, you know, having to deal with psychic experiences and paranormal phenomenon and I just wanted to numb that part of myself and well I <laughs> when I was 27 28 years old I decided okay I'm gonna quit drinking and doing drugs and just stay off of that and just get through this and because I knew that I could number one I just didn't know where to begin and then it hit me I begin by turning it off I begin by 
taking all the things that I was in the, you know, just as drinking, drugging, partying, doing this, rocking and rolling and doing all that. And I just changed my whole lifestyle at that point. Okay. And when I quit, I quit cold turkey. Oh, there's a lot of great programs out there, folks. Go check them out. Go talk to them. I did a cold turkey, but I kept telling myself three things. If I drink, if I do drugs, I die. You see, and I had more passion and and more excitement about life than I did when I was younger. (laughs) Okay. And it really put together a lot of things in my mind. And I started going doing what is called a life uh, reflection. And I began to remember all of the things that I did when I was eight years old. And and then, you know, remembered all the things throughout my whole, from that point up to 20, or at that time, I was like 30, 31. Yeah. Let me tell you. When you got the will to do something, there is a way. When you got the will to change your life and change your lifestyle and change your diets and change the way you're living and change the friends you think you have, there's a way to change everything. And to my friend who wrote that Facebook post, I want to say this, thank you. That That's a perspective that I think a lot of people need to hear. I... I am more of a believer in the concepts of spirituality than I am focused on this one thing and having, you know, blinders on and not willing to learn. You know, I'm not in that category of, no, don't tell me anything about anything else I don't want to know. I'm in the category of, hey, It's all part of life. Let's learn about it. Let's do what we can to learn about intuition. Let's learn what we can about psychic phenomenon. Let's learn what we can about this. Don't judge it because you're not the judge. And in fact, when someone says, you know, something to the effect of, I'm my own worst critic, you're basically judging yourself for the lack of something you have, not for anything else. What you do with what you have will help you get from one place to another. If you continue to judge it and say it doesn't exist, it doesn't matter, it's not part of me, I don't want it, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to have it, Where's that going to leave you? That's, uh, let me use a metaphor. Or let me use an analogy. Metaphor, analogy, what's the difference? I don't know, but let me give you this example. <laughs> You're led down a hallway to a room. You open the door. The room is absolutely empty. There's nothing in it. There's two windows. 
And, of course, there's a bathroom and a small little kitchenette. Nothing on the walls, no furniture, completely empty except for the space. And in that space, you design yourself within your own mind what you want in this corner, what you want by the window, what you want to do over here and there. And you design this thing in your head. You put in that room what you feel is best for you to make you feel better, to make you feel worthy, to give you a little bit of happiness, pictures of your friends and family, you know, stuff like that. And one day, you decide, after your friends and family have brought books and all this, and oh yeah, that put, put the bookcase there, and this book, and now man, let's put this over. You have absolutely no idea what those books are about. Because you brought your own and you're reading your own. You don't want to read anything else. You've got your own books and that's just the way it is. And you can read these books three or four times over because you like them. Well, one day you see a book that one of your family members gave you and you title's a little intriguing and you're like, hmm... Let's check that out. Let's take that. I'll read this book. See what it's all about. You realize you've been missing out. You've been pretty much uneducated as to what else was going on. You had no idea who was bringing stuff into your room. I mean, you know, you didn't know what stuff it was. You didn't know, you know, you see your ballet shoes. You, you know, yeah, you remember when you were in ballet. You see a uh, an old script you had from a play you were in. Yeah, you see that. You see some, you know, you see your tassels when you graduated high school or university. You saw this. Made you happy. But then you saw something that intrigued you. And you went, ooh, well, that's different. Let's check that out. Consider that. Steps on a new journey into a whole different dimension. And that's where you're at. That's where you're at. And that's where we're all at. Understanding spirituality is one thing. And helping yourself to other information that could possibly help you understand what's going on is very crucial because you know there's many other things out there to take a look at and learn from I'll be right back new west radio productions.weebly.com new west radio productions at outlook.com I'll talk to you in a bit This is New West Radio Productions. NewWestRadioProductions.weebly.com 
Spreaker is the one-stop shop for podcast hosting, creation, distribution, and monetization. Producing your passion project or growing a podcast business has never been easier. Creating impactful content is effortless with Spreaker. For more than a decade, our team and product has been equipping podcasters and publishers with all the tools they need to succeed. Join the podcast revolution now. Go to www.spreaker.com. That's www.spreaker.com. Spreaker.com. Hey folks, welcome, 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 New West, Radio Productions, .weebly.com is the website. If you have any questions, you can go to my Facebook page, I'm, I was banned for a week, Wayne S. Pierce on Facebook or New West Radio Productions on Facebook, or you can email me at newwestradioproductions at outlook.com. I'm also on Parlor at Wayne S. Pierce or at W.S. Pierce, Parlor.com, P-A-R-L-E-R. So, yes, I'm over there as well. Yeah, folks. Let me ask you a question. I, I got to I, I, hold on. Just before you get all crazy and start yelling at me about stuff I said in the <laughs> before the break. Holy crap, just hang on. God, got a question for you. If you knew, let me, let me I'll just lay it out this way. If you knew that you can just snap your fingers and everything will be just fine and not a problem whatsoever. There's no conflict, no wars, no nothing. Would you do it? If, if you didn't want to learn anything new? Would you just snap your fingers and change everything if you did not want to learn anything new? Which to me, I think, and I could be overlooking something here, but I think that if you focus your attention on just one thing and one thing only, that makes you not only very arrogant, but very narcissistic. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Because when you look throughout history and you look at the leaders that we've had from Napoleon to Hitler to, I mean, you name it, just... All these leaders, you know, they were, their lives had taken a turn at some point. Now, remember that. Their, their lives had taken a turn at some point, which means they were just focused on one thing and never wanted to learn anything new. 
Now, I know that a lot of people would say, well, I don't want to learn. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything else other than what I have in front of me. Really? Let me ask you another question. Around, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to take you back in history. Tell you a little little bit of history lesson for you, right? And I am going to ask you something that, to me, really has... Well, let's just say coincidence, maybe? Hmm, I don't know. You know, Christians, and, and, I, and there are some really, 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 really super awesome people that have a great heart about what they do. And I, I love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I sat in a pastor's office one one time talking with him, and I looked over at his bookcase, and guess what? He had not only all the translations of the Holy Bible from, he had the uh, English Standard, he had a, a New International, he had all these translations, right? But you know what else he had? He had the Hebrew Bible. He had ancient texts, you know, books that, you know, that are out like you can get them in Barnes and Noble, right? He had ancient texts from Egypt and Syria and all of these other things talking about the history of, of all of that. And guess what else he had on his bookshelf? The Quran. This is a Christian pastor of a church. To me, that person and a person like that, to me, is someone that I would rather sit down and have a discussion with than sit down and have somebody just bash the Bible over my head. Say, you must believe this. I think it's it's nuts. I really do. But here's, here's I'm going to get back to this. Isn't it a coincidence that in 1604, King James decided to commission... That's what he was. He, that's what he did. He commissioned the Bible through his through the church that he had. He talked to the you know leaders there and he said, "Hey, I want you guys to do this." Okay, that's how we got the King James Bible. Sixteen oh four, he commissioned it. It wasn't finished until probably around sixteen eleven. That's where you get the sixteen eleven King James Bible. But I read it one day. I don't know if it was a typo or if it was some from the modern day publisher but i remember reading in my in my research i read in the 1611 king james bible the first line of genesis now i've read the bible from genesis to revelations twice i tried to go back through it a third time got to second kings and i stopped but the first line of genesis of the bible that i read not one that i possess said god created the heavens and the earths multiple i read that 
that got me going in a different direction. And I spent almost a decade or so discovering things far beyond what Christians would ever want you to know about. Okay? Just so I'll just leave that there. But here's here's a coincidental thing. King James commissioned the Bible in 1604. And in 1692, in 1692, we had this little thing over here in Massachusetts on the East Coast of the United States called Salem, Massachusetts. And in 1692, we had the Salem Witch Trials. Coincident? 1611 to 1692, that's 81 years, folks. 81 years to persecute innocent people and bring all of that. And that happened long before, you know, that as well. It happened in Denmark, happened in Belgium, happened in Europe, all over the place. But it came to the United States. And in 1692, this the Salem Witch Trials happened. Huh. Wonder why. A little coincidental there. I, I'm not sure, but I'll be right back after this. Don't go away. I'll change gears and get off of that topic. New West Radio Productions, newwestradioproductions.weebly.com, newwestradioproductions at outlook.com. I'll talk to you in a minute. You're listening to New West Radio Productions right here on Spreaker.com. monastery.org we remove barriers to performing weddings now friends family or even you can officiate in legally married loved ones it's simple easy and free visit the monastery.org within minutes our instant online ordination will provide you the credentials to perform funerals baptisms and weddings we welcome individuals of all faiths get ordained and speak your truths to power universal life church monastery find us online at the monastery.org Welcome to New West Radio Productions. At New West Radio Productions, you will find audio dramas from New West Radio Theater and talk shows like Life in Audio and Diana and Wayne's Crab Bag Potpourri Talk Show. There are a variety of shows here you will like. For more information, go to our website at newwestradioproductions.weebly.com. Or email us at newwestradioproductions at outlook.com.
you're listening to New West Radio Productions. Go to our website at newwestradioproductions.weebly.com. This is Edward October. Sunday morning, and I'm here at a typical American home. But inside, Jen and Cam of our true crime podcast sit down to record their latest episode. Though Jen and Cam are lifelong friends, they approach true crime with the utmost professionalism. They're focused. So, 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 what do you Highly articulate. Alachua, is that how you say it? Um, Alachua, like Joshua, but Alachua. Alachua. <laughs> you will Alachua onto my... And above all, compassionate. Honestly, I debated if I wanted to do this. And in the end, I decided it was important to honor this baby's short life. Every day, more folks wake up hungry for a true crime podcast. And our true crime podcast is enjoyed best by more people. So whenever you're downloading any podcast of any kind, be sure to download an extra episode of our true crime podcast. You'll like them. Available on all your favorite podcatchers or at OurTrueCrimePodcast.com. See this? The mouth? It gets me in trouble. Hey, folks, welcome, welcome, welcome. New West Radio Productions, newwestradioproductions.weebly.com. Did you know, in an effort to explain the scientific means, by scientific means, the strange afflictions suffered by those bewitched, Salem residents in 1692... A study published in Science Magazine in 1976 cited the fungus ergo, E-R-G-O-T, found in rye and wheat and other cereals, which toxicologists say can cause symptoms such as delusions, vomiting, and muscle spasms. In January of 1692, a nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and her and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter of and niece of Samuel Paris, minister of, of Salem Village, began having fits, including violent contortions and uncontrollable outbursts of screaming. After a local doctor, William Griggs, diagnosed bewitchment, other young girls in the community began to exhibit similar symptoms, including Ann Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. In late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris's Caribbean slave Tituba, along with two other women, the homeless beggar Sarah Good and the poor elderly Sarah Osborne, whom the girls accused of bewitching them. The, th- the three accused witches were brought before the magistrates Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne and questioned, even as their accusers appeared in the courtroom in a grand display of spasms, contortions, screaming, and writhing. Though Good and Osborne denied their guilt, Tatubu confessed, 
Likely seeking to save herself from certain conviction by acting as an informer, she claimed there were other witches acting alongside her in the service of the devil against the Puritans. As hysteria spread through the community and beyond into the rest of Massachusetts, a number of others were accused, including Martha Cora, Corey, I should say, and Rebecca Nurse, both regarded as upstanding members of the church and community, and the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good. Like Tabutu, several accused witches confessed and named still others. And the trials soon began to overwhelm the local justice system. In May of 1692, a newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Phipps, ordered the establishment of a special court of Oyer, which means to hear, O-Y-E-R, and Terminer to decide on witchcraft cases for Suffolk, uh, Essex, and Middlesex counties, for Suffolk, Essex, and Middlesex counties. Presided over by judges including Hawthorne, Samuel Seawall, and William Stoughton, the court handed down its first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd. She was hanged eight days later on what would become known as Gallows Hill in Salem Town. Five more people were hanged that July, five in August, and eight more in September. In addition, seven other accused witches died in jail while the elderly Giles Corey, Martha's husband, was pressed to death by stones after he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment. Now, I read that, and I'll put the link up there in the show notes, or down below in the show notes. But that just, to me, means the Puritans of that day, over 400 years ago, literally had no idea of what looking for the evidence that supports the facts that reveals the truth. They had no idea how to do that. Today, you would never, ever, ever get anyone in a courtroom to do this type of atrocity against people. Never. And this is something that people need to look at right now, Christians. Who are you judging? And why have you placed yourself in the seat of the judge? Talk to you in a bit. NewWestRadioProductions.Weebly.com
Hey folks, welcome back. New West Radio Productions. New West Radio Productions.weebly.com. New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com. Go to the Facebook page, New West Radio Productions, or my personal page, Wayne S. Pierce. You can find me on Parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R, Parlor.com at W.S. Pierce or Wayne S. Pierce. You'll find me over there. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me on Deezer and Spotify and iHeartRadio and a whole bunch of other podcatchers out there. Okay? I just want to say thank you, iHeartRadio and Spotify. And uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, I hope you're promoting free speech and freedom of expression because that's what this country was founded on. It was also founded on finding the truth. Understanding what it is to adhere to something that really means something to the rest of us. Much like freedom of assembly, freedom of press. And if companies decide that uh, your words are not worthy of their terms of service... You'll be like me and get banned for a week or longer. That to me is pure and unadulterated and the finest definition of censorship. We don't want that here in America. So companies like Facebook and Meta and TikTok and YouTube and all those can just pack up their stuff, shut down their servers, just go away because we are going to say whatever it is because let me remind you all, you're not the only game in town. You understand me? If you're a publisher, you can edit, you can, you know, suggest changing things. You're not a publisher, Facebook. So knock off your crap now. You're a platform. And any court in the United States is going to see it that way. Just saying. Little reminder. But anyway, back to, uh, back to what I wanted to talk about, and that is Focusing your attention on blind faith. Why? It just doesn't make any sense. When you have a, a broader view of things, when you have, you, you can look at anything, any, any subject that you yourself find yourself interested in, will not only bring up questions and, and you find the answers for yourself, but those answers will also have other questions in it, which of course takes you down that ever proverbial rabbit hole of just finding the information. There is no longer any conspiracy theories, folks. It's all out in your face. They're telling you what to do, or they're telling you things that they're going to do. They're also trying to divide you. Yes, divide you into certain groups that are going to be pissed off at one another just because. Huh. And it makes it sound like the Palestinians and the Israelis for five, six, seven thousand years fighting for what exactly? Why? They're human beings for goodness sakes. Can we stop the fighting? 
Okay, can we? Because it's pointless. It ruins lives. And it's wrong. It's just wrong. So is dividing to try to conquer. So is dividing the ideology to make it sound as if the other person across the street is crazier and alone and trying to make other people look stupid. No, I'm not the smartest man in the room. There are other people who are smarter than me about stuff like this, and I'm more than happy to sit down and learn something new from them. Even if I've heard the same uh, explanation, they have a different version or a different perspective or a different take on it. That's fine. Let me hear it. I want to know because I like to learn something new every day. Do you? Now, I zero in on the Christians because, yes, people often look at them and... And I will admit, full disclosure here, I was totally inundated with people around me in church when I started going in, well, as far back as 1985, 1985, and I just began to see the differences in people, but I also saw, because my intuition was kicking in at the time, and I saw people literally blind to all of the other things. And I mentioned certain things to them at that time, even when I was going to church in the 90s. I would mention about, you know, the the Constantine and all this and how Christianity was just basically trying to create a theocracy in the United States and that's all it wanted and blah, blah, blah. They wanted everybody else out. They just wanted, you know, all that. And here in, in to culminate all that research decades of research into this someone once told me and i'm just going to paraphrase and that is that's what christians want a theocracy in the united states um why did our founding fathers of the United States while it was still the British colonies of America why did they want to separate from the British Empire because they were under a theocratic rule huh maybe Yeah, so Christians want to go back to that. Not all of them. I say Christians, but not all of them. There are some really good people out there that know the history, that that are looking at their fellow colleagues in Christendom and going, what are you doing? (laughs) Why do you want this? And the problem is, really, the narcissistic blind faith of Most, not all, most Christians in America. I say narcissistic because, you know, they're sociopathic people that just literally cannot understand why other people don't believe them because this this is the way it has to be. No, it doesn't because there's more information out there. Okay, 
Can I remind you of something? Okay, I'm, I'm going to remind you of this. Did you know, and I'll repeat this whole thing again. Did you know, in an effort to explain by scientific means the strange afflictions suffered by those quote-unquote bewitched, Salem residents in 1692, a study published in Science magazine in 1976, cited the fungus ergot, or ergo, however you pronounce that, E-R-G-O-T, found in rye and wheat and other cereals, which toxicologists say can cause symptoms such as delusions, vomiting, and muscle spasms. Did you know that? I knew that. (laughs) I've known that for years. But you're going to say, Mr. and Mrs. Christian, you're going to say, no, no, it was, it was, it was a devil. It was, no, they were bewitched by the slave to, to Tubu, to Tuba, whatever. You know, it's amazing to me that people can be so Ignorant. Ignoring the obvious. That's how I define that. They can ignore the obvious for whatever reason they decide to. In other words, they're dismissing all of the scientific data and all of the historical data, and they're just putting the blinders on. There it is, putting the blinders on and just focusing on just one thing because why? Why? (laughs) doesn't make any sense to me. So maybe, maybe some of you out there listening can email me at newwestradioproductions at outlook.com and fill me in on a little, a few things. Maybe something I'm missing in all of this, maybe, possibly. Who knows? I don't think I am because I have 40 plus years of research into all this. <sighs> And I put the puzzle pieces together just like you guys. And, well, the evidence is clear. But still, there's more evidence out there, I'm sure. But the facts are there as well. Backed by the evidence that reveals the truth. And you're going to tell me, (laughs) you're going to tell me, those in Christendom, you're going to tell me that it's better to focus your attention on just one thing and making the, the whole of the United States a theocracy because you, you yourself silently in yourself and in some cases very publicly Judge other people for what they believe? Huh? By the way, did you know that over 60% in the last 10 years, 60% of people that call themselves Christians, that have gone to Christian church, that have gone to church, period, have left the church. Why? Are they apostates? Do they not know what you know? Do they? 
I left after almost 20 years, folks. I realized just how incredibly limited I was in my intellect because other things were popping up. I'm an avid reader, or was for a long time, and I would see things, and I would read things, and I'm just like, wait, 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 hold on, what? Yeah, that's what I did. And in, and in, I believe it was like 2001, I think it was. 2000, no, 2000, yeah. I left the church. Yeah. Because I saw more history prior to the inception and prior to the domination of the Christian religion that permeated the lands of old and ancient times. And I realized I wasn't wrong. (laughs) I realized there was more to it than what I was indoctrinated to believe. And the doctrines that were there were based upon many, many, many older writings of very wise and intelligent people and people who were intuitive and spiritual and really understood really understood and one of the things that I've developed in my life has always been the keen eye for detail both intuitively and physically and <laughs> I got to tell you something. When you see something, when you have it right there in front of you, it's not always what it seems to be. Hence, my claim that there are no longer any conspiracy theories. It's in your face. But people don't want to accept it. They dismiss it. They push it away because... They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want their personal paradigm and their own thoughts and their, you know, structured imaginations to be shattered into a billion pieces. Oh, no. They just want to focus their attention on something because they're vulnerable And they're afraid. They're afraid to learn something new. They're afraid to even venture into a different direction, to even look at something that could be absolutely and probably is totally different than what they believed. And more so, I don't think that they want to learn. Not, be, not not because they don't have the capability of it. They're probably as more intelligent than I am on certain, in certain areas on certain subjects. But the fact of the matter is they just don't care. They're going to keep their blinders on. They're going to keep pushing forward. They may get distracted by certain little things here and there, but blinders on, focus, move forward. Don't think anything else. That's true. Now, 
when you understand that other religions also talked about creation and, and destruction and how life is and parables of how to live in a very positive way and looking out for the negative and it's just it's just more information that a person needs to learn and if we are to continue this country and want to rebuild this country in the name of humanity in the name of various cultures in the United States then we have to learn a lot more than what we've been indoctrinated to believe. Stop listening to the mainstream media. Stop listening to, you know, all these pundits. Stop, I mean, do your own research. I've, I still come across things and I'm still, still blown away by certain things. It's like, I did not know that, you know, so I'm learning something new every day. So, I think it's better to open up your mind to other possibilities than sit there and put your blinders on and only concentrate on the things that you think matter. Because ultimately, ultimately you're going to look at yourself in the mirror one day and say, what have I done for the last 20 years? And it's really going to intellectually and and physically sometimes hit you hard. Oh, yeah. Happened to me several times, actually. Yep. So, folks, I hope I shared enough with you to encourage you to go do some homework and think about things and all of that because I really care about what you care about because, and I, you know, I mean, I say that, you know, because I want to know what's on your mind. If you're listening on Spreaker, drop a little something down below. If you want to go to my Facebook page at Wayne S. Pierce, you can. New West Radio Productions is another one on Facebook. Or email me at New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com. New West Radio Productions at Outlook.com. In the meantime, folks, you can uh, find me here on Spreaker, Spotify, iHeart, a bunch of other ones. And uh, I hope I uh, opened your mind just a little bit more. If I did, you're welcome. <laughs> folks, you guys rock. NewWestRadioProductions.Weebly.com is the website. NewWestRadioProductions at Outlook.com is the email address. I'll talk to you all later. Mm-hmm.